I'm Mandy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 37, The Hesitant Homeschooler number three, What Do I Do All Day? It's Hesitant Homeschooler episode number three today. So what do we do all day? Whatever we want. So that is the question we are answering today, and hopefully um, it'll put people's hearts and minds at ease of what to do all day with their kids when they homeschool. Yep. All right. So first we're going to be talking about uh, our personalities Mm -hmm. and how that dictates the day. Um, Also, uh, some uh, four essentials for what to include in your homeschool day, which are free time, Intentional time together, outsourced learning, and academics. Yep. All right. So let's go um, talk about our scoop on the coop. All right. I'll go first. Um, Last Friday, my husband decided that we would um, do an early fire outside. Nice. And so it was really nice because it was before it was dark. Um, You know, we got to have our desserts a little bit early. So we did an early dinner and sat outside, just the four of us. Nice. And it was really nice, mm-hmm. and it was peaceful, and we were talking and just catching up. And um, my daughter was even uh, bringing up some stuff that we learned in our, our unit on the human body, which oh, we're cool. still working on. Still plugging away at that slowly. But the thing is, is she's retaining the information because she's taking it in chunks that she appreciates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it was funny because my little guy, he uh, loves to talk about the... Um, the videos that we watch associated with our lessons and he knows the names of the two doctors that are on the show and um so he was telling my husband a story about what we were watching because they put blood in a blender to show the audience what happens to blood when it gets oxygen in it so so it was a little bit gross but he had to keep talking about it and so here's my little guy saying there's blood in the blender and they drink it and I'm like no no, they didn't drink That's it. So yeah, funny. but it was just cute to hear his version of what he saw. But now my three-year-old's going around telling people that he got to watch uh, Blood in a Blender and they drank it. Crazy. Yeah. So that's a fun. How school, about, I mean, how cool is that that they're they're still processing what yeah. they're learning yeah. at the end of the day? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was fun to be able to share it with Dad, who you know is in and out during the lessons, mm-hmm. and so he's not hearing the whole thing. And well, yeah, I mean, and that's one of the gifts of homeschooling is that. You were part of that lesson. Yeah. He could overhear some of it. Yep. And and then now you're all able to engage in it as a family. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Okay, so we did our movement video today. <laughs> so nice. I know um, some of you have may- maybe have seen the movement mm-hmm. video that was on the movement blog that you posted a while ago. Yeah. And um, we had, um, you had led us, being the professional dance instructor that you are, um, it led us in a dance mm-hmm. movement video. It's 12 minutes long. And so um, we did it this morning. Nice. And it was so nice and fun. Right. And um, I, you know, I felt invigorated by it. Yeah. You know, I felt like I started my day off right. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So let's go to our... Fun topic of the day, which is, I don't know what to do all day. Yeah. So I want to start off by talking about personality. Okay. And how personality dictates uh, what you do, Um, whether it's, you know, 
if you have a schedule like set to a time mm -hmm. or a routine, like an order that you do things right. or some kind of structure by like chunks and whatever. Sure. So, um, you know, for schedule, for example, I might have a little bit of a schedule in that I might say at 8.30, okay, at 10 o'clock, right. we'll start school. You can do whatever you want, right? but let's do it at 10 because I have something at 4 right. and I want to give you plenty of free time later in the day as well. Right. Um, or I might say, okay, let's break. And then at two o'clock, let's come back together and do whatever you want until then. Right. So that gives them an expectation. It sets clear boundaries. And as long as I'm consistent about it, it creates like a safe environment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So some people schedule though to the T, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Um, I'm a little more like you. You know, I know what I have going on later in the day. Um, so I don't have my schedule pre-planned because I don't want to force something to happen during the day when really what we need to get to later is what's critical, time critical. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for me and my own personality to have flexibility in those times of the day because I have a lot of rigidity in my outside the house schedule. Yeah. And so, um, going now back to personality with that, um, so I like a schedule in that then I make sure I'm checking things off my list. Right. Okay. But then part of the other part of me is like, let's free flow. Right. So it's finding that balance. Right. right? And, um, I get panicked if I have to sign up for too many things in one day, especially now right. after COVID has been around almost a year. Now it's like having a lot in my day is right. stressful. Right. So, and, and not having, um, that fluidity right. is, is harder. Definitely. Yeah. You used to be very FOMO yeah. and then I just introduced you to JOMO, the <laughs> joy of missing out. Yeah. And that's what you have now. Yeah. Like yeah. you're okay to say no to things because you actually find joy now in having a more fluid at home, do it at your own pace schedule. But when you're always on the go and trying to plan too many exciting things, you're at the mercy of those things. And so everything else you're trying to get done has to be done on a rigid schedule. Right. Yeah. And What's funny is, so when I, you know, I've talked already about our trip around the world yeah. and we finally finished that by nice. the way, but, um, and that was like one of the major things we did during the day right. and it actually added a lot of stress to my day in that I was like, I wanted to get this thing done. Right. I would sometimes push us through and, um, it's just a, a it's just a really weird balance, you yeah. know? And, and then, so we're talking about our personalities, right? So then you think of your kids, right? Right. So, um, I have a son who loves to know what's happening, yes, you know, minute by minute. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes the day before the night right. before I'll say tomorrow, we're doing a really full school day. Right. And then they know to gear up for that. Right. You know, because unfortunately they don't look forward to a really full school day. Right. They'd love to me to say, for me to say, if you stay outside, no school, which right. we just did that the other day too. Um, and they still did a, a zillion amazing educational things, Absolutely. but, um, it wasn't, you know, led by me. Right. So, um, but anyway, so a lot of times I'll tell them the night before for right. the ones who need to know yes. and, um, and then, or if they have like something they need to do right when they wake up, I let them know the night before. Right. So, okay. So, so think of the personality of your, your, your kids and, you know, you and, and, and how to balance all that. Okay, so let's get to the essentials. Yes. And so um, there's, um, we've outlined four of them. 
And the first one is like the big one, the, the free time. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, you know, so free time is not just free for all. You know, we're not sending our kids out saying, don't talk to me. We're not saying, don't ask us for help to do things. It's not a ignoring them to do other things. It's intentionally giving them time to figure out what they're, what they want to do to come up with a game themselves. You know, if they're, if they're trying to create some kind of play game, come up with the rules. You structure yeah. it yourself. If you're doing, you know, any other activities, it's kind of just led by them and they kind of have ownership of that time. Yeah. And they might invite you to come along mm -hmm. with them or they yeah. might want nothing to do with you. Right. And then that's your, that's your golden moment. Right. I'm never too far, you know, cause I still have a three-year-old. So yeah. if they're actually playing together or at least, you know, side by side, um, I'm always close by so that I can intercede when my little guy has had too much free time or needs some coaching through it. But mm -hmm. my daughter, she can self-regulate all of that stuff really well. And so I know that she's good, you know, and she just will come to me when she's ready for something else or wants to do something together. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely there to help them to do things. Yeah. And um, for example, my kids, we bought them a website for Christmas. Right. And so they're slowly building their pages. Yeah. And they really need me to do that. Yeah. So if, if it's not a, a moment where I need to do my own thing, then I'm available and I can help them edit the video yeah. or post the video, um, show, show them how to create a new page on the right. website and things like that. Um, I want to list some of the things that... Yeah they have done in their free time just recently. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're creating their own books, especially uh, one of them. Yeah. She's creating coloring books and right. she's creating informational books, all using graphic design. Mm -hmm. um, now she's doing the research on National Geographic for kids nice. and getting real information. Because I said, you can't Make post fake yeah. factual <laughs> books on your website. Like, right. that's going to throw people. So... But she's learning that. And then, like the other day, um, you know, Bitsbox is our subscription service. And they have apps that you create that are games. And she's now in the six-month one. Oh, and cool. so she, now they're actually really fun games to play. Yeah. It's not like pushing the button and the cat right. and the lion roars. It's like I'm trying to, you know, shoot down spaceships and things. Right. So it's with my finger, you know. Right. So it's awesome. pretty cool. So she was doing that for probably a half an hour, 45 minutes. And then my son wanted to do it. And then my other daughter wanted to do it. So they were doing all that. They have free access to right. one or two of the laptops. You know, I, I have mine. Right. So they only use mine really now for the DVDs for math. Right. Um, but so they have access to that. Um, they also, you know, write scripts. My son's trying to make up a golf um, Stratomatic uh, game. So he has fo football Stratomatic and um, baseball Stratomatic. Okay. And so explain what Stratomatic is. So Stratomatic is a board game. Right. And um, it basically is based on like the stats. It's almost like fantasy football, but with a board. Okay. And papers. Okay. And so you and you get a new set of team, new set of papers every year for the team of oh. who's on the team and their stats. Okay. And so then for when your player is up, when you roll, it tells you whatever you land on, what they're most likely to do oh, for that. And then yeah. it's either two bases or one base or it's, oh, or it's so an cool. out and it yeah. tells you. So, and then right up his alley. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So he and Marcus are actually trying to think of that. And, um, oh, another thing they do, 
just talking about golf now, is we have a putting green out in our family room. Micah is the 10 year old is putting all the time. That's awesome. It's really cool. Whether it's during read alouds or waiting for us to leave, the the golf clubs are always there and he's constantly putting. Even if we're watching something on TV, he's putting. So he's going to be pretty good at miniature golf. No kidding. Um, And then um, they're, you know, the learning iMovie and Camasti or whatever the PC version of that is. And then they'll pick up instruments and start playing them. Um, they'll put on performances. You know, those are just some of the things they do yeah. in their free play or free time, I should say, that I have not directed them to go do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, in my house, there's many of those things. Um, my daughter does a lot of reading in her free time, mm-hmm. you know, so that's not directed by me. She does her, you know, reading of a chapter book or she'll pick up an audio book tonight. She was reading Calvin and Hobbes out loud oh. to her brother and her cousin. Cute. And then as I was leaving, um, she set up a store. She's been oh. wanting to play store. So she still does a lot of play pretend and imaginary play things, which is actually so wonderful. For my son to see. Oh, definitely. You know, I had a really hard time with imaginary play as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was very limited. And then I didn't really have other children around me other than maybe at school when there wasn't as much time to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I never felt like I was good with imagination. And, you know, my son, so whether he would be more like me or not, I don't know. Because he has this beautiful example in his sister of free playing for hours, you know, imaginary play. She'll sit there with her Legos for two hours and he'll sit there maybe for one of them and watch her and kind of interject and play along. Yeah. So there's a lot of imaginary play at our house, definitely the instruments. Um, and then, yeah. So my little guy definitely needs a little more like his free time, his ability to be free time by himself that long is Well, it's same with my six-year-old. Like, she comes in and checks in with me more and says, will you play Uno with me? Well, that's still, sure, yeah, I'll join you for that, you know. um, know, Well, can we do do a Maisie Makes video? Right. Sure, I'll I'll help you with that, you know. So they're constantly creating. And um, you said something um, earlier um, about, was it Peter Gray that said it about not inserting yourself? What was that? Oh, it was about having too much structure. Yeah. So there's, there's some amount of letting kids kind of dictate their own rules because then they, they can kind of learn to self-regulate. So there's a social emotional learning component in that, that they can regulate against other kids and being able to kind of set parameters that they all agree on. But when you have given them as the adult, given them too many parameters of how to play, that becomes too much of a, a challenge and it actually takes away their their freedom mm-hmm. to play. And so yeah. it's actually quite interesting, the balance mm-hmm. of like trying to help organize something for them and then it being too much and then there's actually no creative freedom. Right. No, I love that. And what I love, even though we, we keep saying over and over, it doesn't mean we're not involved. Right. But at the same time, you know, we moms do need our own downtime yeah. throughout the day. Right. Or we, just time to make them breakfast. Yeah. And, and, and clean up or, right. you know, and yeah. so, um, I, I know there's a lot of moms out there that would say I would go crazy if I was, you know, oh, at home all day right. with my kids, not at home all day, but with I my know. kids all day. Right. So I think like the free play is also a nice time for your kids to see you utilizing your free time, exactly. reading a book or doing something you love or, right. you know, calling a friend or Absolutely. whatever, you know. Right. So, um, 
Okay, so we focus a lot of time on free time because that is like so essential right. and, and, and no matter the age. Right. That, and, and it allows them to pursue their own interests mm-hmm. and, and, and have like, maybe they might have a little interest and try it out right. and then it'll grow and blossom right. and then it's something they can really dive into. Right. And as homeschooling parents, that free time really allows us to see what they're passionate about. Um, what they gravitate to, um, how they play, you know, how they play really helps us understand how they learn. Mm -hmm. And so if they're hands-on, if they're more interested in stories and different things, it helps us know how to, um, gauge things and, and curate them for them. Yeah. No, I love that. And, um, I did notice like one of, one of my kids in free time, she's always asking within an hour of free time. She's always asking to Zoom with somebody. Right. So she has this need for social connection. Yeah. But I wouldn't have known that if I was always structuring oh, totally. their free time. If I was right. always um, had had the whole day on a schedule. Right. Or, or if free time was limited to only an hour. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Right. Yeah. You, you would have cut her off before she had long enough to say, an hour was all I needed by myself. And now I'm ready for something else. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I love that we don't have to limit. When you think about... Um, in a traditional schedule, and some people have a traditional schedule at home. Yeah, they only get thirty to forty-five minutes, and right. and and so I think of all these things that we've talked about that they do in their free time, right? Productive things. Yeah, that yeah. would be gone. Right. You know the the blessings of boredom. Right. Can like blossom. Oh, I love this B moment. Right. Blessings, blessings of boredom, boredom can blossom beautifully. <laughs> By no, I'm just kidding. I don't know what else to say, but right. but it's it's just to remember that like when your kid says they're bored, you're actually probably doing something right. Right, it's good. Yeah. Now what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Figure it out. What would you like to do? You know, are you coming to me telling me that because now you would like to be with somebody? You know, it's okay to have had enough alone time and to want connection. That's fine. You know, and I know that kind of leads us into our, our next essential. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So um, I feel like I had a quote on that, but maybe I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. So um, the second essential, if I can say the word, is intentional time together. Right. And again, we're, not, we're still not talking about academics. Right. No. So intentional time together could include, you know, games and... Right experiments and conversations and movement, like the video that I was talking about. Right. Um, You know, now if in their free time they came to me and said, mommy, can I do this? I want to do the movement video. Right. Then that wouldn't be considered like intentional time together, but it is in that it's just a combination. It's an overlap. They overlap for sure. Because if your kids came to you and said, I want to play a game with you, you know, now that is intentional time you're spending together because you're saying yes. Or maybe you're saying no, right. but you're saying yes. And so that now involves you and you're intentionally playing this game. And so it's not necessarily planned time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference even between intentional and then planning. That's you know, true. did yeah. you schedule the game or what did they come to you and ask you to play the game? And now you're intentionally doing it together. Right. Just like conversations. You don't schedule your conversation. Right. It may still be spontaneous spurred by you or by them, but you're intentionally engaging in that. You know? Yeah. So it's leaving room in your structure to have these spontaneous moments that are intentional. Yeah. And um, the what I love to do when we play games is think of 
an element that they could learn. So if they can keep score, they're practicing math or... Um, you know, I say read aloud the Fairyopoly cards so I can still hear them reading aloud right. because one of my kids, she reads all the time, right. but I don't actually hear her read aloud a lot. Right. So that would be just another gauge for me again to say, wait, how is she reading aloud? She hasn't been practicing that. Right. And then I can hear that just through Fairyopoly, exactly. you know? Um, okay. And then there's, um, oh, and now I'm going to talk about a read aloud yeah. as an intentional time together. Exactly. And um, I want to give a little anecdote for that. So so my husband reads a lot, a lot to the kids. Yes. Um, and I talk about it all the time. It's like, you're so, I'm sure so tired of hearing. No, it's really <laughs> sweet. Yeah. You know, you yeah. make sure that they have that. He loves it. They love it. Mm-hmm. It's a really sweet, protected, intentional moment that you guys have for your family. Yes. And he does a lot of parenting right. through it and organically and naturally. Um, and it's the assigned reading, basically. Right. So, but I do read alouds as well because until my six-year-old can read these books, I'm going to have to read it aloud anyways. So they might as well just be part of it. Right. You know, and sometimes I'll have them take it on. But again, when I'm reading aloud, then they're still getting to fidget and play and putt and and cuddle the kitties if we're in here or whatever. So I really do like that aspect still as Mm -hmm. well. So anyway, so we were reading aloud the other day. And um, it was actually a James Harriet story, which is so yeah. funny because the topic is n- in no way related. Right. But we were reading a James Harriet story, we, and, and a kid asked a question, and then we tangented it from there. And by the end of it, we're discussing things to look for in a future spouse, things to look for sure. in a friendship. Right. You know, that both of those are choices you make, especially as you get right. older. Right now, you don't have as many choices in right. who your friends are. Um, because your mom's kind of mom and dad's, yeah. you know, make we that set it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but you know, later on, those are choices you make, and and who's you know feeding your brain and your yeah. hearts, and and so, and we got into this like 15, 20 minute discussion about it, and what I looked for in their father, and right. you know, and and what I still look for in friends, and when I need to dump a friend, <laughs> you know, like, because there's a toxic right. dysfunction, right. you know, all of that we were talking about just right. because of reading, somehow got to there because I was reading aloud to right. them. So that's an intentional time together. The conversation happened because we had an intentional time together. Right. And that conversation could happen while you're playing a game. Like, it doesn't have to be in a read aloud, right? right. It can be in the car when you're listening to a story or listening to a song or watching right. a music video or right. whatever, right? I mean, you were talking about a Whitney yeah. Houston video and some <laughs> oh, conversation yeah. you guys had about that. Yeah, well, now I have to actually talk about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, last night, my daughter decides to sing Walk Like an Egyptian, but it was like not the right melody and it was like, oh, okay, hold on. Let's show you walk like an Egyptian. Yeah, so we exactly. knew the video was okay for her to watch uh-huh. and it was really funny. And then we just segued to showing her other old music videos that were fun. And so Whitney Houston, um, I want to dance with somebody came on and, um, yeah, it was hilarious because my husband loves Whitney. Yeah. But it's just so like her story is so tragic and it oh, kills him. And so he says, "You like curse you, Bobby Brown, or something like that." <laughs> and so my daughter was like, "What?" <laughs> and so I used it as a moment to just say, "She married someone who wasn't good for her, and encouraged her to make poor decisions." You know, and left it at that. Didn't yeah. share any more than yeah. I needed to. But it was just a moment to just like your future spouse idea, yeah. just talking about like 
sometimes you make a bad choice. You, yeah. you fall in love with somebody who's just not good for you, you know? And so hopefully we're planting those seeds of like, even that is something they will eventually need to discern for themselves and, you know, implanting that idea, you know, life is not just fairy tales, you know, right. you do have to put some work into finding a spouse. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is when they can still, they're still listening and they're yes. still fascinated right. by these conversations where by the time they're maybe 14, 15, 16, that hopefully they will be still right. listening, but they might not. Right. And so I'm like just still trying to catch you don't know. I know. And those those we were never in love with our husband at first night. <laughs> yeah. Um by the way, has has Jake ever karaoke'd Whitney Houston? I mean all the time at home. I know. No, no. okay. I, I don't think so. Okay. Well we gotta I've make never that asked happen. him, so we've gotta make that happen. Yeah. I will put the answer on the website. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um so anyway, so anything else on intentional time together? I don't think so. I think I, I, the thought just came to me that I wanted to make sure I said out loud, which is that, you know, these are just ideas that we're sharing that have come up through our own experiences. And I think that what we're really summarizing here is that having space is good. You know, structure is neither here nor there per se, but it's about having space in your day to have these moments, you Mm -hmm. know, so we're sharing these moments because they wouldn't have come about if we were worried about sticking to a schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you felt derailed by a conversation that was taking you away from the read aloud because you had something on your list to do next, Mm -hmm. you might not have had that organic conversation. So there's also this idea that there's space that's good to have. And so, you know, just when you're thinking about what you're putting into your day and what you're wanting to do, it's okay if you have nothing for 30 minutes. Right. Because you never know what needs more time or what you're going to spontaneously find when you're intentional. Yeah. And I have to say, um, my heart did break a little bit when I saw a friend of mine post something on Facebook of her homeschool schedule. And it was literally down to the 15, right. 20 minute marks. And and when you have a, a lot of kids and you have a lot of stuff you want to cover, I get it. I totally, totally. get it. And and if that's that's what what she needs and her kids need, great. That's right. awesome. But like for me, that would never work for me. Even right. though I was a traditional school teacher, right. even though my life was all that way growing up. Right. But right now since they're little, I want that space. And right. so when I saw that, I was like, oh, no, you know, right. I, I could not do that. But, you know, but again, and that's how every family is different. Right. And so what breaks my heart, probably on the other one, you know, would break her heart to see like, aren't they learning stuff? Right. Like, yeah. wh- where's all these wonderful, awesome enrichment, you know, subjects that right. could be infused into their life that they're missing out on. Right. So, you totally. know, it's just your perspective and your personality again, when it right. comes to that and, and, um, and that's again, why we call it us schooling. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. It's funny that you were mentioning that, you know, the structure of time. Cause so I was, what came to my head was when I organized my dance camps, cause I do literally make a schedule mm-hmm. for myself. I have lesson plans, you know, I have an entire curriculum I'm trying to get through in a week for a dance camp and I plan out every 30 minutes or right. so, but I'm not married to it. So during the week that I'm running my dance camp, if the kids are loving something, I don't stop it for something else unless 
it's kind of lost the height of its value. Right. And now it's just being prolonged. Yeah. Yeah. So there's moments where you can say, all right, let's get back on track here, you know, because you know the height of the value has been received Mm -hmm. and now you can move on. But I wasn't going to cut it off when we were in the middle of the experiencing. Right. You know, just because I had a schedule to stick to. Right. And if I didn't accomplish everything in the week that I wanted to, what I hope is that they took value away from that no matter what. You know, they didn't know what my master list looked like. Right. You know, and so I think that's a, a something even when you zoom out and think about the big picture of our whole kid, our kids whole lives, mm-hmm. you know, like I hope that there was just so much value infused in what we did do during mm-hmm. the day that the scheduling of it and the check boxes don't matter. Right. And, and that's probably how people who have those strict schedules are. Right. You know, and maybe the last thing on their schedule doesn't get handled. And right. They start the next day with that and they, right. you know, move but on. But when you see it, when you visually when I saw see it, a rigid looking like, schedule. Yeah. This is more intense than a traditional school day. It right. was intense. Yes. Um, okay. So let's go to essential number three, outsourced yes. learning. Yes. I love this category. Yeah. yeah. Well, you provide outsourcing. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I highly value it because um, we've talked about this in a previous podcast, but I think there are people out there who make great mentors to my children that is on a skill that I can't provide for them, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, it's really important. And then of course, you know, in my home and in yours, we value music. And mm-hmm. so music lessons are one of what we've termed non-negotiables before, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they're going to take music lessons, um, to a certain extent. So if you've never listened to us before, I'm not so overly rigid that if it was tears and heartbreak, right. yeah. I would force the issue, but it's something we really value, and so I would keep working to find a way to make music exciting and to keep them invested in it in some way. And so those outsourcing those lessons is critical because I can't offer music lessons, right. you know. And so, um, you know, and, and it's a passion that I have teaching dance, and so I love being able to be a vendor, to be someone who can have people come to them and mentor their children. Yeah, I mean, it's a gift. You've said this before. It's a gift that you give your child. Yeah. Because, um, like, for example, let's say someone's really interested in learning another language besides Latin. My husband's doing the Latin right. part. But but let's say it was Spanish. They actually have vendors called, like, there's one called um, Homeschool Spanish. Right. And it's someone from Guatemala they're talking with right. over, you know, Zoom or FaceTime or whatever it is. And he can teach them and you can sit there too and learn too, you know. Right. And that's a gift you're giving them. Yes. And, um, you know, whether it's, whether it is. You're outsourcing sports or, or you know, art class or theater. Mm-hmm. You know, all those um, wonderful things that fill up their day. Right. For traditional school kids, it's always in the evenings. Right. You know, but for us, we can do a lot of that during the mm-hmm. day. There's a lot of dance schools during yep. the day, theater groups during the day. Right. Um, uh, so... I, I... I... Like, my kids just got home from youth group, right? Yeah. So... I love that. Like they mm-hmm. get home, they're excited. They did art, they did soccer, you know, yeah. and 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 they have other people in their life, you know, giving them this um, awesome experience yeah. and 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 the community. Right. You know, there's so much to be um, had from the outsourcing. Oh, yeah. And that's where they can develop their interests mm-hmm. and their passions. So Absolutely. You're they probably, can dabble here and there and yeah. find what they really like. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, you can see, like, if your child is doodling all the time, you right. can say, oh, maybe I'll, would you like me to gift you some right. art lessons? Like, would right. that be something you're interested in? 
you know, or out school it or yeah. whatever. Um, or if you see them throwing the ball around in the house a lot, like, right. you want me to get, you want, let's go to the batting cages. Right. Would you be interested in doing that right. or getting, or going and watching Little League and seeing if that's something you're interested in? Right. So, um, just uh, paying attention. Exactly. You know? And so while we choose to have our kids home and we do home education, you know, that doesn't mean that we do everything ourselves. Right. It means that we are looking for opportunities for learning everywhere and sometimes we outsource it. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, even Legoland, I've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. I had a STEAM class, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Oh, what I was that? Yeah. I know we're in the San Diego region. And so here we have charter schools and then there's vendors who work with the charter schools to help uh, run these day-long programs that's like an elective day. I know. So you can go awesome. from robotics oh, yeah. to like theater to all these like amazing classes for K through 12. You I know. know. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. And it's because that's all they do. So they can specialize and find teachers and, you know, so they're hiring people like me to go there and mm -hmm. to be you know, a daytime program. Yeah, and well, think of farm school, right? Yep. You had your mm -hmm. daughter in farm school. Yeah. I outsourced that because I'm not great with animals. And you don't have and a she farm. Loved them. Yes, <laughs> and I didn't have a farm. You don't have the chickens yeah. and the goats. Right. I couldn't help her feed a pig named Pierogi. You know, oh, that cute. she'll never forget that pig named Pierogi. You know, and it's just, it, it brought so much value to her life. Yeah. And she still wants to be a veterinarian. Yeah. I'm sure oh. that has a huge hand in that. Did she yeah. love? Oh, so we just did James Harriet yeah, for our group, group yeah. book club. She loved those she stories. Loved yeah. So we read Treasury for Children mm -hmm. and it has a bunch of short stories. Beautifully illustrated, yeah, by the way. Are. So if you're not familiar, check it out. This was my first exposure to James Harriet, actually. Yeah. Um, so now I want to read his other you know, All Creatures, creatures Great and Small. small. Yeah. yeah. So. And apparently everybody knows who that book is, but when they... When they tell me, I'm like, I've never heard of that book. I've heard of the book, but I've never actually read it. And I've I couldn't of, have said James Harriet. No, you know? and I've never heard of... Oh, well, I had heard of the hymn. Okay. All Creatures Great and Small. And my right. kids, I had them learn it when we um, went to Big Sur. Right. Because that was our hymn for the, the road <laughs> the trip. road trip. Yeah. <laughs> for the, the bag of fun. Right. Um, so, um, but did you know that James Harriet is actually his pen name? Okay. His name is James something white, W-I-G-H-T. Interesting. And um, so since I believed all the stories to be perfectly true, yeah, no. um, I got, cried, and I, you know, right. when the... You were when, touched. Yeah. When little kitty Moses is suckling the pig, I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah. you know, and... Um, but come to find out, they are based on real stories, sure. but just the fact even that the name is different makes right. them untrue. Right, right, right. They're not true. Yeah. Yeah. But they are based on real experiences. Experience, yeah. Because yeah. there's like a cow finds her way home, you know, yeah. Blossom travels through the village and finds, right. like, yeah. I'm like, I want to know, did that actually happen or was it a dog? Right. And he changed it to a cow yeah. or something, you know. But um, anyway, so... Um, why were we? Oh, so she I was, wants to be a veterinarian, yeah. and so yes, this book really she she really liked hearing the stories, and I'm sure it's one she'll go back to and you know be able to remember her favorite ones because I think she'd love nothing more than to go visit and have these crazy stories. Like she's a yeah, kid yeah, who likes her. crazy stories, yeah, yeah, and so she wants to have those experiences. Totally. You know, she's not looking for your mundane come in for your shots and leave kind of job. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Well. So what I wanted to say about that, though, is how old was she when she did farm school? Uh, three. Okay. So she was three. Who knows if that gift of that those outsourced lessons or experiences yeah. ignited. Right. So it had like a situational 
interest, right. you know, probably always oh, fun to do it. And then it became a deeper interest. And yeah. now, now for years, she's talked about becoming a vet someday. Right. So it's just, I think it's a, a, a super neat idea when you think of outsourcing special lessons and things right. like that, that that could be gifting them with like a future passion. Right. And, and what you're, I think what you're also saying is like, it's broad. Yeah. When we're talking about outsourcing, we don't literally mean dance and baseball and the, mm -hmm. the very typical extracurricular right. activities. We mean anything. Yeah. Anything that you think somebody else could provide value to mm -hmm. um, your kid, then consider that, you know? So for mine, yeah. I mm -hmm. knew that she wanted to be outside or I needed her to be outside, you know, cause she would probably not go outside on her own because she just didn't know what was available to her. So right. having the farm, there was horses next door, you know, there's mm -hmm. all kinds of neat experiences. Um, I loved the approach that this woman took to kind of these preschool age students. It was Amelia, uh, Reggio Amelia, um, Amelia, anyway, it's a great approach to teaching kids okay. and it's yeah. very organic and really led by the child. And so that ended up shaping my whole philosophy and wanting to continue educating my kids. So, me outsourcing that for her ended up really being a gift to me too, because it showed me how much she was learning as a three and four. And she continued taking different things on the farm until she was six. Um, cause I, I would bring Augie there as a baby. Yeah. So well, you did that instead of our enrichment Academy right? through our charter yeah. school. And then, um, that year I must've done both cause she was still at EA when I had Augie. Um, but anywho, um, she, um, she would learn so much, mm -hmm. but she thought she was playing all day, oh, totally. you know? And so I just saw that value. And for me, it was really important. So that was a definitely, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh yeah. I forget that that's something well, that it's I all related, right? Yeah. yeah. And then eventually you'll outsource the horseback riding. Right. Eventually <laughs> when I get brave enough. Uh, just um, say yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, but, um, but eventually, you know, she'll be surrounded by other animals in different ways right. and, and that interest will just probably continue to grow. Right. And until it doesn't interest her anymore, which may right. or may not happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. So um, another way to outsource that I want to touch on is through a family member. Because you are talking yes. about mentoring uh -huh. and things like that. And how cool, you know, if if my sister being a writer, I, I could have right. outsourced that more. And, right. And, and, and given her more access to the kids, even though she mm -hmm. works full time and we're two Isn't hours local. away. Yeah. yeah. But one thing my kids have done is my dad is an engineer and he's oh, yeah. created a a whole Disneyland in the backyard that we can actually ride. Right. So um, cool. So my daughter said she wanted to create a ride, and it was Ruby's Safari. Okay. So he said, let's do it. So that's, that's what awesome. they did. And when the coop was going to come to, our coop group was going to come to the theme park. Last theme. May. Yeah, during COVID. And that was going to be the ribbon cutting. Oh. We were going to do the ribbon cutting Tragic. for it. I know. It was like, we were so excited. So... But you know, it, life happens. Yeah, yeah. and and there, and I didn't think to still do a ribbon cutting, which right. is a bummer. You know, I wish I would have yeah. done it. But um, and so she she and her siblings did like the the plaster and the painting and the projection of the image on the on the wooden. And basically, they're just giant. Sh um, what are they called? Three dimensional boxes with um, sh like shadow puppets. No. Dioramas. Oh, right. So they did yeah. giant dioramas of different, like, they had an African one, they had an Alaska one, they had a, a rainforest one, I think, and, and then you drive along and there's things you can do with the animals, like you can right. crank it and make the, the lion eat the butt of the zebra. 
you know, so right because that's what she'd come up with. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so there's I think, and then for the Alaska one, you can move the um, the Skyway or the gondola up to the top or with the funicular or whatever it's called up right. to the top of the mountain. That's so cool. Um, like they have in Juneau. So um, so not a funicular, it's a gondola. I forgot what you call it, a sky tram or whatever. So um, but she got to do that with my dad and and so did my other kids and. They would go hunting for these little animal figurines, like at Target and right. Walmart, and it was a whole year-long process of doing this every right. time we went up there because they're two hours away. Right. So thinking of that too, how can you outsource like a skill that one of your parents has, or yes. the grandparents, or an aunt or uncle or a favorite friend, right. and say, hey, like, would you be interested in doing something like this? And 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 if your kid says, yeah, that'd be awesome, then right. hook them up. So, okay. And then that bond is always there. That exactly. specialist. Okay, let's go to number four, yes. academics. Okay, yes. we're finally at academics. Last but not least. Yeah, and here, here's what's interesting is people who don't homeschool don't realize that, like you said in the beginning, our day isn't about academics. It's in it, and it's an important aspect, right. and it's foundational to so many things. Right. But that's not what the day is about. No. And that's why we yeah. put I we put that last. You know, it's right. the free time and instru- intentional time together, outsource learning, right. and academics. Right. And um that's another element. And so when we talk about academics, when you're homeschooling, what's super cool is that it's a different lens. And we've talked right. about the lens before. But I grew up and you grew up mm-hmm. both doing really well in traditional school. Right. We thrived in it, we got the A's. Right. So I learned things though in my mindset because I wanted that A. Yes. I'm, a, I'm an achiever. Right. I'm actually an overachiever if I right. dare brag. But um, but um, but I wanted to overachieve. I wanted to be right. the first one done with yes. my homework before the end yeah. of the school day, so I could run and put it in the tray. Right. You know. So I I had that competitive thing. I never thought of learning any of this stuff. For joy and fulfillment in my right. life. And for the sake of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And so when you're homeschooling, yeah, if you're with a charter, you might have to do some state testing yeah. or whatever. And yeah, you might do a little bit of testing when they're younger because you want to know yeah. how they're doing. It's a way of measuring. Yeah. yeah. Which, but you can always do that orally or sure. just in conversation. But for the most part, like you are not testing your child. You are just giving them tools and heart and passion to um, basically read in order to enjoy literature. Like take it in, soak it in. You know, you want to learn math to what? To to be good with money, to make wise decisions, to be able to provide for your family. To problem solve. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, develop the brain Logic, in that way. Yeah. yeah, be able to road trip and, mm-hmm. and go another route if right. you need to. Quick calculations, you know, basic math skills, not from memorization, but from application. You know, why is it important to know that? Yeah, I when think. I was teaching the um, summer school for incoming freshmen, um, I was also doing my counseling hours. And right. so in order to get in my counseling hours, because your teaching hours don't count, uh. In order to get my counseling hours, I had to counsel them about career. Oh, like that was one of like, yeah. if you want to call it an I can statement, right? Right, right. So, um, so what I always did during the summer school day is I carve out like ten minutes and talk about either a career that learning math will right. take them to, or like a life skill, right? So you know, we talk about the grocery store and you have a budget, or right. or you have a road trip, and it was really fun because I I felt like math was finally 
becoming meaningful to them and right. not just some worksheet they had to finish yeah. and get an A or B on, right. You know, to move forward. Yeah. So, um, you know, in, in, uh, history, you know, you want to learn history so you can vote well and make wise decisions. And right. so, um, I have to reframe my thoughts about that all the time because right. since I, like I said, I'm an achiever. Right. And so to, to learn it for learning's sake, for enjoyment in life, I have to keep reminding myself so I right. can communicate to my kids that the message right. I want to communicate. Exactly. And we've been doing that through our unit study on the human body, you know, cause Sophia even asked me, did you know that mom, you know, for something that we learned together? And I said, no, no idea. You know, I didn't know how many feet of, um, veins there are in my fingertip. Oh, that's crazy. Could you say yeah. it now? Nope. <laughs> Don't remember. But we even looked it up cause that was the random fact that she wanted to tell my husband, so you know, cool. so we had to go look it up yeah. and remember. But, um, but the impact of it, you have the weight of it, that it was shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is big. And so now that's an easy thing to go find, but just knowing how fascinating that is, you know, and and me being excited about it is genuine, Mm -hmm. you know, because I love learning. And so that's something that I'm able to do alongside them and show them, you know, so I know we talked about that in hesitant homeschooler one, when we talked about content and stuff, you know, because I don't know everything, right? I'm not teaching them from my base of knowledge, right? I'm teaching them or making sure that we have the sources for teaching them things that I think that are, are important, you know? And so, yeah, I think that when I, I think of academic education, I'm thinking of being able to support their future possibilities. Yeah. So she may not want to be a veterinarian. Right. But if she does, and those are interests that she holds, let's make sure she knows what's going to be involved. You know, yeah. so, you know, what aspects are there? The science. Right. The, right. Yeah. The care, the time management, you know, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. the hard work and dedication, because that's not easy to go through veterinarian school. Right. Well, that's what my kids didn't really like horseback riding because half of the lesson was brushing the horse, saddling the horse, you know, walking the horse somewhere, buckling the horse in, you know, getting the blanket on the horse. And that's what I think after observing her at farm school, I think that's actually part of the job she does like. See, then that's how you know she's like on a good path for finding like what she would want to pursue long term. So my goal in academics isn't to have her able to ace a veterinarian exam by high school. My goal is to have her able to reach her goals on her own. Yeah. You know, and so that those are skill sets outside of academics. Yeah. You know, those are life skills right. that are embedded in the learning. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, those are the conversations right. you're having. Right. You know? And then when it comes to the academics, like, oh, is this a goal of yours? You want to know this thing, then here's what you have to do to get it, you mm-hmm. know? And so being able to use that to, to, use academics to show her how she can reach her goals, you know? And so making learning pertinent for me is really essential, right? you know? So going through subjects that she can see the value in and not everything, it's not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're going through math skills that she doesn't see the practical application for in the moment. I have to tell you, (laughs) I have to tell you. So my son was doing um, the area of a triangle so I remembered the formula. I forgot it was half base times the height. So I remember. Right. Did, have we talked about this before? No. Oh. So half base times the height. But I forgot that triangles are half. So I, w- I was thinking it was base times the height. And um, so when finally we figured out I had taught him wrong and he had to redo it and, 
And now it's, you know, and I didn't even need to teach him. He'd already done the, the DVD. Right. But then he he went he went stray on it and went back to revert right. back to like regular base times the height on like a square or whatever right. or a rectangle, so um, so anyways um, or parallelogram I don't even know I don't even know trapezoid whatever Tiffany she also so um, so anyways so when I realized I made the mistake and I told him he's like wait you don't even know this and I was like well I don't remember it he's like so you don't use this. And I was like, well, no. And he's like, so why do I need to know this? And I was yep. like, because I'm, I'm not planning on being an engineer someday. Right. You might. You're planning on driving a train right. or being a civil engineer. Like, you have to know that stuff. And he's like, right. oh, okay. Right. I was Answers. like, what do you, what do you right. think Papa does in designing his, right. his rides? Like, right. he's doing this every day. Like, this is how he designs yes. his And rides. it just goes to show that... Education isn't one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And so your kid was able to sit there and say, how come you don't know that? Right. But you need me to know that? Yeah. You know, but that's the thing is, I mean, really the, not the real answer, but the easier answer is, well, I had to learn it too. I just forgot. Because you're right. I don't use it every day, but very astute for him to point that out. Oh, totally. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also what's clued to me that he's getting older because he's (laughs) noticing the mouthing of my my words and yeah, Yeah. he's calling me out on everything. Um, so also, you know, learning art and music, that's being taken out of the traditional school, you know, unless you're in like a, a private school that sure. has more freedom, but the traditional school that's public, a lot of that's being taken out. Mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes wonder if it's because art and music can't really be tested, so they can't get a measurement on it. It's like subjective. Yeah. Yes and no. Um, there are standards for that's Every true. State. There are there's yeah. national standards for the arts and there's state standards. So That's true. they but have they them. They don't test on it though. No, because they don't teach it. Yeah. So there are standards that they could be using and applying. So there are educators who are outsourced vendors and come into the school. That's true. Like when I learned the recorder. Right. Yeah. So there are vendors who do that. And um, I only know this because it's part of my right. certificate in dance education. And so I had to learn the standards and I had to put together lessons, lesson plans that included the standard, the numbers, you know, like the I can statements. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. And so we do have... and plan assessments for them. So there are standards, there are assessments, there are okay. all of that for all the arts, huh. music, But dance, they don't art. do it. Nope. And I feel like, I feel like because we've been so grade oriented, like right. what grade you're getting, um, you know, scores and stuff. Right. I feel like art and music, even if you're never good at it, can be in the, the benefit of learning them are just because the benefit of life. Right. You know, besides like what it does for the brain right. and all those wonderful things. But like, it doesn't translate as much, even though it actually does and people yeah. don't realize it, yeah. but they don't realize it translates to the engineer knowing proportion and, and right. things like that. And, but, but it's, it's less tangible. And I mean, I simply would say learn art and music, even just for the sake of enjoying art and music, you know, so you can travel the world and sit in an orchestra and know what's going on and enjoy it. And so it comes down to the same idea of history. Yeah. We value history a lot and there's good reasons for it. Right, right. But what about art history? What about knowing the names of composers and why they wrote that music in 1882, you know, that was really critical to the time or they were executed because they wrote that music. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like those are really, 
I mean, it's history. Yeah. But because it's really arts oriented, it's not usually covered. Yeah, it's and an so, elective in college. Right. You know, that's it. Right. You yeah. know, it's not. You don't even know it's there. Right. Yeah. And so that's in our music and movement episode thirty one. We talk a lot about how the arts education isn't valued, even though there's a huge community advocating for it. Um, and it's just really tough because there's just science upon science pointing out the correlations between, you know, achievement in the arts and achievement in academics. Yeah. And so it's too bad that they're not considered core subject areas because we do have measurement tools for them. There are these things, but they just get cut. They, they fall below the line for most schools because the other subjects are considered more critical. Yeah. And um, I actually really love that podcast. Right. Because I feel like it just shows so much of the depth that we don't know what we don't know. Right. So, and I say that all the time, right? right Even right. about us. Like, we, we don't know what we don't know. Right. But those of us who don't have training in music and that depth that you have, like, we don't even know what we don't know and right. what, and, and the, the benefits that the, these extra um, subjects bring. Yeah. And it shouldn't be extra, but. No, I know. they right. are. Right. Well, in both of our homes, music is a core thing. Right. You know, so. When I was thinking about what I do all day with my own kids, you know, music is not only a part of our free time, but it's a part of my academic schedule for her. She right. has to practice five days a week, you know, and so I try to give her some autonomy in when, you know, I let her know like, oh, you're not going to be able to practice at this time. So if you're going to get it in today, make sure you do it, you know, and so it's her responsibility to remember it the same way that it's her responsibility to sit down and be present for an academic subject that we're going to do together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I want to say one last yeah. thing about academics. Yeah. Uh, so when I was getting my master's of ed, so this is like two decades ago now. Don't say that out loud. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, and of course we're learning about Maslow's hierarchy mm-hmm. of needs and, mm-hmm. um, and what was so interesting is I was going to, a, a faith, a Christian school and um, our teacher, she was a former nun, actually. Oh. Yeah, and it, I was in the... Um, yeah, she had decided not to be Catholic anymore, but she was still going to be celibate. Isn't that interesting? interesting? And she was getting her PhD, and as part of that, she was teaching our class. Wow. So, on the philosophy of education. So, we were talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is just saying, like, you know, it, it, in order <clears throat> for a kid to, be fe- um, to learn, they have to... Have been fed, right? You know, there's oh, yeah. certain needs, survival right. needs for them to even be able to learn, right? right. And uh, so she was saying how, you know, the traditional school is set up for that, mm-hmm. for that, that, um, for Maslow's hierarchy of needs. She's like, but I want you, as people who are educators who also have a faith, right, to throw that out, even though it's it's right. there. Know it's there. Yeah, yeah. And say, what do these children really need in life? Right. And it, she says, to know the love of God. Yeah. And that is your lens and that is your perspective. And you view whatever subject you teach with that lens. Yeah. And I, I still get the chills now. Like, right. like you teach them to read so they can read God's word. Right. You teach them science so they can understand how the world was made and all the magic Right. That's in the world, right? You know, and see God's beauty all around. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's the lens you're working from from an ed- as an educator. Whether or not you're in a secular school or a faith based school, it right. doesn't matter. That is your lens, right? 
And you see people with that lens, whether they have a faith or not, like, like God made these people, you know, these children. So, um, and so that's how, you know, we were talking about that with academics, you know, like to find beauty in the world. Right. And that's where academics. So that's why the de-schooling is so important, right? Like, like de-schooling meaning like undoing the, well, how would you describe it? Like undoing. Oh, de-schooling. Yeah. yeah. Just taking away the lens that school is the most important thing. And that's what education is. Taking away the rigidity of these imposed structures that don't meet the needs for people at home, you know? And so I know that that was coming up a lot in our research is just hearing all the stories of how the rigid structure at schools was really killing the spirit of learning in children, Hmm. um, in these anecdotal stories. Um, and it was just really fascinating because it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So de-schooling is really just getting rid of that mindset and being free to learn and seeing learning all around, you know, it's not from your academic subject book. Right. You know, it, learning is all around. That may support the learning, and that's fantastic mm-hmm. and valuable, but that's not the only way we learn. Yeah. And it's learn. we're learning all day. It's not from eight to three. No. So we're going to, we're going to jump into some, some like one or two examples of our own schedule. Right. And, um, it'll be a whole nother podcast that we talk about how to schedule your week, how to schedule your day and different samples of that. And we've alluded to that a bit on here, Right, right. but we're, we're just going to give a sample of, I I took notes one day. Right. What'd you do? What, what, what I did. You want to hear it? Yep. Okay. So, um, and this is a full day and I, but I barely planned it. Right. So some days I do plan a lot. Like when I'm traveling the world, I know we're going to go through the Kiwi or the Atlas crate. You know, I know we're going to do that stuff. So while I was getting ready for the day and listening to our podcast, my favorite yes. podcast, <laughs> and, and then some of that was cuddling with, you know, my youngest, um, my son was doing piano on his own. My daughter was planting her strawberries kit that we got at Target in the $3 section. <laughs> and then um, even during that, when I was done cuddling with my six-year-old, she and my daughter, Ruby, were doing their bits box, that wraps thing. Um, then the girls went and walked the cat. And, um, and then I was like, they weren't ready to sit down and do stuff. They wanted, you know, they, nobody was coming to me saying, what are we going to do? You know? So they were, they were full and doing their own thing. So I let them keep going. Right. And so, um, you know, I'm cleaning up from a get together party that we had and, and, and Micah actually helped me out with that. He's cutting off balloons and things like that. Um, and then he played his baseball in the house and he, he's doing his putt putt on the golf. And then the girls went back to doing more Bits box, right. ma- making their apps. So then finally it's 10 a.m. And um, yeah. and so, um, and then now I'm like, hey, let's read, we have two, let's read some James Harriet right. stories. Here's the moment. And I had told him, 10 minutes, we'll read James Harriet. Right. No, you give him a warning. So so then we, I sit down, my son's still playing his golf. The girls ask if they can grab the kitties and cuddle them right. from this room and to move into the big room mm-hmm. where I, they're not allowed. And I said, right. sure, we're reading about cats and dogs. You can cuddle them. So, and then we, we had discussions all along the way. I'm crying at the Christmas right. kitten <laughs> story. You know, right. she brought her baby kitten to the house. Okay. Yeah. So then that goes on for like an hour. And then now we're at 11.15 and it's lunchtime. I, you know, give them hot dogs or whatever it is. And then um, I got a phone call from my sister and also from my mom for planning something coming mm-hmm. up. So while I'm doing that, the phone calls lasted like probably a total of 30 minutes. 
My girls get down the guitar that's just hanging next to the, the piano. Of course, it's not our ukulele that she never practices and has right. lessons for. But no, they get down the guitar and they're taking turns playing it. And since my daughter does play the, uh, right. the ukulele, she has a little bit more finesse with it. Sure. But my youngest is watching her and she picks it right up and is fine. Like right. she's like trying to find frets and do things with right. that. So they're doing that. My son's still doing putt-putt on the, the golf thing. Then finally I get off the phone. I'm like, let's do the movement video. Right. So we do the movement video. Um, and that was, you know, 12 minutes. And then, um, we, um, then I said, okay, we're, Oh, after, I always tell them after the movement video, we're going to go right and do the, the right. Ma math. Right. Then they did their math. Okay. Then, and they all do it at the same time. Then we were sitting down to do our phonograms, our mm -hmm. words, our yeah. grammar stuff. Um, and we moved to this room and they pulled some picture books off the bookshelf that are all about grammar and where commas go and apostrophe goes. And it's really funny because you move yeah. the comma and it's a totally different, right. and it's like a comic book almost. So, so, um, I have three of those. And so we, they wanted to do those. So I was like, sure. So we did those. That was like a half an hour and yeah. we're laughing and we're trying to interpret, wait, how is this different? And where did the comma go? And we're right. talking about it. And I've never done a formal lesson on commas. I've never done a formal no, lesson yeah. on apostrophes. Right. You know, and this is the moment. This is the moment when I say, mm -hmm. well, normally the apostrophe means ownership in this situation, but in right. here it means it's an is, you know. And then, um, so we do that. We're doing punctuation on their leading. Great. So then we finally get on the phonograms and the words. And then, then in the mail comes the patio trash can I've always wanted and finally bought for 20 bucks or whatever. Yep. And it's just a snap and click together. So I asked my son if he wanted to do it. He said no. So then I asked my daughter, do you want a giant kiwi crate? Because here's the instructions. Right. Here's the pieces. Treat it like a kiwi crate. So then she put it together and then awesome. my son was in tears because he, didn't he changed it. his mind and he wanted to do it. And I was like, it's too late. I already offered it to someone else, you know? Right. So, um, so she, um, was putting that together. She started the laundry. Um, and then my son is teaching my younger one, her words, and then they are leading worship at church in a few days. So then they practice their worship songs oh, and their choreography. Right. It's all hand motions. And, and then we sat down and it's right before now the spouse is coming home. So right. now it's about four o'clock and I open up who is Elvis Presley. So this yeah. is my history and music moment, right? right? So we learned about gospel music and watched right. YouTubes about that. We through who was Elvis Presley. We learned about uh, the great depression. We watched yeah. kid videos on that, which they wanted to watch over and over again. And there was one, that one kid video about that, that talked about um, the economy and what that means and the right. stock market and what that Perfect. means. And I was like yeah. sitting there, even though I have an MBA, right. I, I still don't understand the stock right. market. So I'm sitting there being like, Oh, like I need to watch stock market for kids to actually learn yeah. it. And I focus more on management and stuff like right. that, but, but still, um, and then, um, and then I had planned to do one more James Harriet um, story, but Marcus came home. We we were listening to Elvis. Right. We had dinner, and then um, uh, he was reading the Penderwicks to them. Right. So we went ahead and did that. And then Micah said he wanted to make a Stratomatic golf game. So right. that's something they've been working on. And then um, oh, and then while they were doing that, I was like, "Girls, you want to play a game?" Go pick one if you want to. And they said, yeah. So they went and picked Labyrinth Cute. out, which is a good problem-solving one. Right. 
we played that. And um, and then um, there we have a vintage Pac-Man arcade stand-up desktop thing. So my son goes over and plays that for a while. And and then all throughout the day, sprinkling, go, running outside and riding right. a bike for 10 minutes, right. you know, or whatever, going, grabbing walking talkies and going down to the yeah. swings down at the tree. And, and then it was bedtime and they go to bed, right. you know, so, so there's a whole bunch sprinkled in there, yeah. you know, of all different things. But I literally had only planned James Harriet, movement, math, phonograms, and words. Oh, and the worship songs choreography. Oh, and Elvis Presley. So I did plan a lot for the day, but I yeah. had a whole day and there was plenty of free time, hours and hours right. of free time. That's awesome. And them getting to make choices about the yeah. day. So... Okay, mine's not quite as detailed because I didn't take notes on exactly what they're. I know that was a lot, but I know I can fill in some of it. Okay, so this was um, a day that I didn't have to work, nor did we have anywhere else to go. Yeah. So this was a a full day at home. So my little guy usually wakes up on the seven a.m. side, and my daughter gets up around eight. So I'm up with the little one, and he likes to get right down to business. And so you know he wants to eat. And he wants, it's been cuddles lately. So then we eat and then we snuggle and then he wants to play a game. And so he's asking, like we, he likes to pick out the little baby board games, you know, and and he doesn't play them. Hmm. We just, he tells me what to do and I follow along. Oh, funny. (laughs) You know, I'll move my piece over here because that's what he said to do. I spin the spinner, even though that's not what he wants. You know, he doesn't want me to move my piece. He's creating his own games. It's it's Augie rules. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... Um, once my daughter's up, she's a little more leisurely. Sometimes she's ready to eat when she gets up. Other times she could almost always go straight to a book on the floor that she's left out from the night before. Mm-hmm. Usually the Calvin and Hobbes, but sometimes it's something else. And so she just lays down in her pajamas on the floor in the playroom and she's reading that book, you know, and then that's when I usually tell her what's going on for today or she will ask me. So um, she'll say, mom, what do we have on the schedule today? And so when I say we don't have anywhere to go, but I would like to do your unit study on the human body and math and spelling. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, okay. And then I tell her, you just, um, you know, we'll kind of see when it fits in. I don't need to do it at any time. And then, um, so usually, um, you know, I gauge on what they're doing when my daughter seems like she's ready to sit with me and have time with me. Mm-hmm. That's when I'll say, let's do our unit study right. unless she has to do something different. So this particular day, it was at nine 30. So we sat down, the unit study took about 45 minutes because we watch videos. And then I usually watch an extra one because my little guy really likes those two guys on operation ouch. That's Chris so and cool. I've got to watch that. It's yeah. really funny. So he I'm really write likes that those down. guys. Yeah, Chris and Zond, Operation Ouch. Okay. Um, and um, he, so he loves just that part. He does not like me having to read the lesson to her. He mm-hmm. doesn't care about the rest of it unless it involves watching a Chris and Zond video. So That's now so I've become programmed because I want him included and he wants to be with us. Mm-hmm. He's He wants to be where we are. He's good at doing free play side by side with my daughter but he's not good about doing his own thing while we are doing something else. Right. You know, he's three. So yeah. he wants to be a part of what we're doing. Yeah. So 
I have to actually now make sure I always have a video for each topic we're discussing, oh, yeah. even if there isn't one included in the lesson plan right, for right. that day. No, that's great. Well, yeah. that's a way that that's the one room schoolhouse, right? right? right. Like you're looking at both of their exactly. needs. Yeah. So right after the unit study was done, I asked her, do you want to do your math and spelling now? Or do you want to do that later? And she said, I just want to do it now. So within 15 minutes, she was done with yeah, her math and yeah. her spelling, and that was easy peasy. She didn't need any help this particular lesson, and so I just sat nearby in case she needed me, and she was done. Yeah. And then I let her do her own thing again, and at that point, she asked to be on the computer and to write her book. Mm -hmm. So she just uses Google Docs, and she's in there typing away, and she's organizing her books, and sometimes she'll tell me something about it, and usually she's just doing it herself. That's and good. then um, um, at 11.30, her dad came out from his meeting to let her know that she was he was off. And so she was wanting to play the piano. Now was a oh, good yeah. time. Uh -huh. And so she jumped on there and did her piano practice, which now with all the songs and the technique work she's assigned, it's about 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and great. so she's, she's at the piano happily for 30 minutes, checking off all of her practices, playing her favorite songs. Um, it's hard sometimes to protect that time and keep my little guy off of his instruments. Oh yeah, again, with his drumming. He wants to do what she's doing. It's so cute. we just help, you know, and I help him manage that. And, you know, sometimes it's having them take turns. Sometimes he just has to wait. And so I try to engage him in something else, but he wants to be where she is. So that's a challenge. And then it's lunchtime and that's when dad usually comes and hangs out with us. And so the kids get some wrestle so nice. time. And yeah, so it's like literally just, loud sounds and people flying and all kinds of things happening for that time. Um, lunch is usually a little more self-directed. Obviously I have to help the three-year-old, but my daughter, I encourage her to figure out what she wants to eat. And when she needs help, I help her or my husband will add on to whatever she's doing for lunch. But lunch, I like to be a you need to manage your lunch. Yeah. You know, make healthy Except when choices. I'm there, you, you give me a charcuterie board, right, basically, right, right. To, yeah. to enjoy. Yeah. But still, that's a help yourself. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I don't yeah. usually cook a lunch. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. And um, breakfast is sometimes when I feel like it. Mm -hmm. Or, um, yeah. But I know. I didn't really w talk about breakfast. My kids right. are on their own for right. breakfast. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so then after dad goes back to work, usually there's a little bit of a, uh, you know, mm -hmm. so my little guy needs to get outside at that point. So usually that's when we start to go outside. Um, and, um, the other day he, he wanted to get all the different balls out from the shed. And so the footballs came out, we have one of those ladder toss, mm -hmm. you know, the rope toss. And so we were playing that game together and it's, you know, quick. Yeah. He's only on it for five minutes. Yeah. Then he wanted to go pick a tangerine and eat it off the tree. So we ate a tangerine and, you know, so we're just, yeah. you know, you're doing the three year old activities. Yeah. yeah. And so my daughter flits in and out. She comes yeah. outside and sits with us for a little while. Was that the us. day she was reading the, um, James Harry? No, that so was well? a different day. Okay. My mother-in-law was there that day. So oh, okay. our day looked very different, different. than yeah. normal. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So then, um, it was about two 30 and they wanted to play a game together. So we went back in the house into the playroom and we got out some games. And again, the little guy just kind of derails any actual game that mm -hmm. follows the rules, mm -hmm. but we did our best. And then, um, I kind of left them on their own free time and then dad got off work around four 30. And then that's when I really, I put in my earbud, I'm listening to my audio book and then I'm figuring out dinner. So cool. then I cook dinner, they're free playing, wrestling, doing whatever they want. And then, um, 
this particular day there, we didn't end up doing any screens. We did other things, but some days I don't mind in the afternoons yeah. or late evenings, you know, or especially if there's a great documentary that enhances. Right. Well, and you did the videos for the, um, the lesson, the operation out. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, we do it from the, the laptop, you know, so oh, it's, yeah, it feels less like yeah, we're oh, totally. sitting in front of the TV, yeah, you know, yeah. and there's less temptation yeah. to just keep something going. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but, um, oftentimes I'll get my son to bed and then my daughter and my husband, while I'm with him, um, they will turn on, they were watching, um, like reality type shows. That's yeah, not quite alone. right. No. Yeah. They watched alone together and then they were just watching, um, blown away oh it's a glass know. blowing competition oh, cool. and so oh, it's really cool down. yeah they, yeah, they like enjoyed that. watching the glass blowing and so now they're trying to figure out which which show they want to watch together next How so fun. yeah so that's really sweet and then you know she's usually in bed between 8 30 and 9 yeah yeah that's what we do all day and she probably reads before she goes to bed and right yeah my daughter will stay up really late reading in bed and you know when she's eating the book is in front of her you know like that's how I was when I was in junior right. high oh totally I would have my book sitting there and I'm eating my cereal or whatever right. so she has a book at the counter she has a right. book on the couch she has a book in her bed yeah. you know they're all she came out just tonight I saw her coming out of the van and she had oh, yeah. her thumb in the book you know oh, yeah she, she has a book in the house yeah yeah, yeah. so she's has like you know, four to seven books going at the same yep. time. And Sounds like mine. Yeah. yeah. So, and so that's also happening when we don't even know it. Right. Right. You know, that's always going on. And, um, and then I don't even know when my kids are outside half the time, you know, like I'm in the shower and all of a sudden they've come in with right. their walkie talkies, you right. know, it's, yeah. it's, it's fun that other things that they do that we, we didn't write down here, you know, right. because we're not right. This was just a one day. Yeah. yeah. And so each of our days is just a variation of that, mm -hmm. you know, when we have somewhere to go, we decide what's most important to us on that day, you yeah. know, in a smaller chunk of time. Is it letting them continue that free time mm -hmm. or do we really need to get that thing done for whatever reason we yeah. have, you know? Or if I have something I need to get done right. because I'm hosting people or whatever, right. then I'm like, as long as you don't need me, you can have unlimited free time. But if you need me, then... Um, I'll sit down with you and we can do math or we can right. do, you know, right. words or something, you right. know? So, so then they're pretty content to, to be on their own. Right. So, they figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So that was a doozy. Yeah. But now that's an idea of what we do all day. Yeah. And again, there'll be uh, another, another podcast out there sometime yeah. to, um, to, to, to figure out how to schedule and, and right. rotate days or whatever. Right. Different you systems you can set up yeah. if you, or you have a child that needs more structure, what mm -hmm. you can do. And you know, you're this, this was only an example of our two styles of homeschooling. Yeah. You know, yeah. this doesn't include, you know, the types of families who really put in more time and more academic subjects yeah. and want to touch them every day. Yeah. You know, that's that's not say, what we like, do. We didn't, yeah. I didn't, what did I not touch? I didn't touch science, right. you know, and, um, I just have two main things I always want to make sure I'm doing, which I've only realized recently is math and words. Yeah. Like, like move forward in your ability to write and move forward in your ability to do math and problem right. solve. And then everything else is right. You know, come and go, you know? Yeah. All right, so Joy's, what yeah. do you have? 
Um, let's see, Oh, you know, today was such a joyful day for me actually because our Coop group, we picked up our book club again and we're finally meeting again. And it just brought me so much joy to see our Coop group together and not just the moms because we had Valentine's Day, but just watching the kids. Yeah. You know, because there's there's the girls who are all such strong personalities and loud and you know they're they're running the world mm -hmm. over there and then there's these boys and I mean, the little guys have just really grown up. Yeah. And to see, like, such a big clump of boys all yeah. of a sudden, I was like, where did all these boys come I from? I know. Yeah. We used to think there was only, like, one or two boys, yeah. but that's because everybody was... Right. There were some older boys, and then just a whole bunch of babies. Right. Yeah. And now the babies aren't babies, and then... You know, we just had a good showing today, too. Yeah, we did. And um, it was just so sweet. One of the, the newly eight-year-old boys came over to Augie and was helping him because he wore his sandals. He insisted he wore sandals to oh the park, God. which was <laughs> not good. But I wasn't going to force him. Oh, right? my kids so, were Okay. Yeah. So then he's getting stuck stuff stuck in his shoe. And um, this other little boy got to August before I did and was like, dusting off his foot. You know, uh, he's touching my kid's like sweaty, dirty foot. And he's eight. And he's Newly eight. eight. And he's a sweet big brother. He's a middle child too. Yeah. And he's just the sweetest boy. And so me seeing that, and then it just, it made me pause and watch and observe all the different dynamics today when I could. I wasn't yeah. near the girls right, very right. much because I was yeah. hovering by my little guy. Yeah. But just such sweet kids, yeah. you know, and even if they're not all going to be lifelong friends right. or even find a best friend in that group, just knowing that when they're together, there was no problems today mm. amongst the non-toddlers. <laughs> Everyone else, you know, they were able to do an activity. They were able to free play together. Yeah. They were well, able they to made together. Yeah. They made um, blankets for the Humane Society. Right. Yeah. And it was just like the, the rag blankets with the right. place where you cut and you tie right. the knots. And what was cool about that, not to piggyback on your joy or anything, but is that they worked in teams yeah. and they just self-selected their teams yeah. and, and, and they moved were, around and helped each other. Shared you know. the scissors. Right. You know, my six-year-old was with the 13-year-old. Right. right. And when they were done, they didn't leave to go do their own thing. They all had the same goal in mind. And this was... Not something that we were like, no, you have to make a blanket. Oh, yeah, no. You know, it was definitely just a fun service project, and so you could see the heart of the service in it. Yeah, so I just had a lot of joy in seeing that again because we just took a little bit of a break since the holidays, mm -hmm. and so finally getting back into our group groove was really cool. So when we were reading James Harriet, yes. uh, one of the cats dies. Right. So then that launched us also into a discussion. <laughs> And, um, and I've been crying, so mm -hmm. that's very discombobulating for my kids, not real, knowing what's happening. Right. And um, normally I'm just crying when I'm mad at them. <laughs> but this time yeah. I'm crying about a story. Yeah. It was so cute because my six-year-old says, so we have two cats, Choo Choo and Ringatang, and she goes, when Choo Choo dies, can I hang him on my wall? So we had that whole discussion, and it was just amazing that this little right. book did, this little story, I should say, um, did that. And we're talking about life and death and caring for animals. Yeah. And, and so it was just a joyous time because there was space, like we were talking right. about. There was space and time to have that conversation. And that's where the real parenting happens. Yeah. That's where the real education and the passing on of wisdom happens. Yes. So, all right. Well, that's Hesitant Homeschooler.